day at the organ I was weary and ill at ease And my fingers wandered idly Over the noisy keys I know not what I was playing Hello, welcome back to the American Writers 100 Pages at a Time podcast, and here we are coming to the end of another series. Not quite, we'll have two more episodes, but but we are coming to the last of this series, last novel in this series of Henry James novels that I've been exploring. Uh, once again, these are the, the first five novels that he wrote, published in, uh, I believe it was the first, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the first volume of Henry James' writings put together by the Library of America, I think published uh, way back in 1983. It's the 13th volume in their series. Um, and they went at it pretty systematically starting not with his most famous novels, but with his, uh, um, but with the first chronologically, because I think they always intended to do a complete Henry James, you know, complete, you know, publish everything. He wrote. I, that's another thing I really respect about the Library of America. It's like their very first volume was Taipei, Omu, and Marty and, uh, by Herman Melville. Marty is certainly not one of, it's not taught. Not many people read it. It's not very well known. You know, they, they weren't going like the modern library route to like just do the highlights, right? They really were trying to be systematic. And I, I think that's one thing I really like about them. They're, they didn't shy away from their their agenda, which was to to kind of codify the American canon. And then, um, you know, even though I'm doing kind of an old white man, old fogey kind of white man writer, you know, they have expanded that canon to, to many different groups and different genres. It's really, uh, I'm really excited. Maybe once I get back to Taiwan and stable and start buying these books again to get into some of the re- more recent publications because they've done some really great stuff in ecology writing and especially in science fiction. So... Um, yeah, there's my plug for the Rye Live America, which I which I make every once in a while. Um, so you guys know I love it. So, anyways, what are we gonna do today? I guess uh, I'm gonna do a couple quick episodes on Confidence by Henry James. Uh, this novel is not very well known, obviously of uh, of his. I, I think the American or the Europeans are the most famous in this collection. Confidence, another one I've never heard of before. I was searching around and someone said like it's barely even published, even uh, in uh, even at the time it was not something that was often republished, uh, you know, in like collections of James's writings. So kind of a forgotten book. Uh, it kind of pairs well with the Europeans. It gets you get that same kind of feel. Um, the U- Europeans is a much smaller book. Not, I mean, they're physically about the same size. I mean. Europeans is a little bit shorter, but I mean, just the the whole setting is much smaller in the Europeans. It's it's much more like a play. It's much more just people talking. Uh, in confidence, we have people traveling the world. It it feels a little bit more like uh, maybe like Roderick Hudson or the American, in that we got people kind of traveling around, going to places, and and running into each other in distant places around the world. And we have kind of a more epic romance going on. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's plot is very similar. It's like you, 
you're introduced to a couple and you think they're going to end up together and they don't and then it's the it's flipped who they end up with is flipped it's sort of set up kind of in the first chapter who the narrator not the narrator the main character the narrator's not really here <clears throat> yeah henry james sometimes narrator he pops up you know and says like we're not going to talk about this <laughs> like it's he'll, he'll, in these novels he just shows up the narrator he or she just shows up once in a while saying things like yeah, we're not going to talk about that, or, or this is not important for this history of this this person. That's all we hear from them. But so I, you know, it's, we don't. It's the narrator's not really a character here, but the the main character, Bernard Longville, is his name. He he's introduced to the person he's going to end up with in the very first chapter, but it takes him a while to realize he loves her, and for him to establish that relationship. So it's it's a simple little comedy. And like the Europeans, it is funny. I mean, it's not just a comedy in the literary sense. It actually is quite a humorous story at times. We have some really interesting characters, um, uh, especially this, uh, this, this young woman, Blanche, is her name. And she's kind of a ditzy, but she's really sweet and overly talkative. And she'll like fill up a whole page with her, her rants and she'll let other people get in a word edgewise. It's really fun, um, this character. I, I really kind of dug her and the way Henry James used her. And everyone's pretty likable. There's really not much in the way of antagonistic characters here. It's it's a fun little story about about a, two couples and, and how they got together, I guess. So uh, fairly straightforward. It's, it's analytically, you know, not the richest, I guess. Uh, it doesn't have... It doesn't really stress the contrast between Europe and America the way I think the American and even the Europeans does. It's just more of a of a casual story, I guess, and that's that's fine. It's it works. It's again, it's not a novel I'm probably going to come back to for a long time if ever. But you know, I don't regret having read this one. Um, but I will admit that I was listening to the audiobook and I listened to the first half of it, and then I just read the second half. Um, I can read a little bit faster than just listening, even at the at the higher speed that my little MP3 player is capable of. Um, you know, just to kind of get through it, because again, it's not it's not something you need to really think about too much. In fact, maybe there's not two episodes worth of material in it, but I promise 100 pages at a time. So that's what you're gonna get. So I'll just give you a couple short episodes instead of instead of one long one. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, let's jump into this story a little bit so you know what's in it. So, uh, a lot of chapters in here. I think there's 30 chapters in this, this book. And it's not very long. It's only 200 pages or so. So I'll just kind of zip through, um, the first half of it or so. So our main character is Bernard Longeville. Longeville? Um, I don't know if that name has any meaning. He's another American just chilling in Europe. Uh, he doesn't have. He doesn't seem to have the wealth that some of these other Americans in Europe have. Uh, there's not too much into that. That was like a big deal in the American and Roger Hudson was was money. Here, it's not really a big deal in the story. He's much more of a of a bohemian type. He's a little bit like the inverse of Felix in the Europeans, kind of the American version of it. Someone who's just sort of bumming around. He's an artist, so he is kind of working for his 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 pay but he's kind of like it's when he gets the money he spends it and he doesn't really have any serious plans this is established early in the novel that he's like in Siena in Italy 
but he's just he plans to be there for a few weeks maybe but he ends up being there for a couple months just because that's you know he just goes where the kind of life takes him he's kind of a, a very random person um just kind of bopping around europe going where thing and he ends up going all the way around the world to like china and places like that but just wherever life leads him and i think that's an appealing aspect of his character now the first chapter is all about him he's just sitting there painting and sienna on the street and he sees this beautiful young woman this girl and he immediately draws her into the into the painting he's working on into the sketch he's working on and she's kind of touched by that um but the mother comes by this young woman is with her mother um and uh these these are the vivians by the way miss vivian miss angela vivian and mrs vivian they're going to be major characters in the novel but at this time they're not named they're just uh, we just introduce we're just meet them the mother is kind of like put out that he's uh, taking a you know paint painting her without like pain like basically free model service and that's uh but it's it's, it's all kind of in fun and and they kind of meet each other uh, and then they they part ways and you think or at least he thinks i guess they're never going to meet again if you know you it's not surprising when we run into them soon later uh, a little bit later so we find he just bops around sienna for a little bit longer doing his thing and he gets a letter from his friend gordon wright so that's our so now we got four main characters right the vivians bernard loanville and then gordon wright and that, that's basically all you need to know old blanche i guess and then there's a few other side characters that we'll come across but they're not really so crucial to the tale um he gets this letter from his friend gordon wright and he's like, come to Germany. I want you to meet this gal. I'm really in love with her. I want to kind of marry her, but I need your opinion. I need you to check her out. And, and that's going to be a kind of a, a theme of this story is like this having a guy check out, you know, keep tabs on a girl, right? Having a friend watch someone to see if they're trustworthy, to see if they're honest, to see if they're not a coquette. Uh, that word shows up a lot. I think that that word coquette shows up more in this novel than, than all the rest. Uh, it comes up a lot, you know, fairly often in Henry James novels, but it's a lot in this one because there's this anxiety about um, Angela Vivian being a coquette. Um, that's that's there. It leads to some tensions in the novel. In fact, um, this this is a very much a 19th century word, right? In fact, one of the first novels to come out of the United States was called The Coquette. Uh, I forget who who wrote that, but I, I read it years ago. Um, you know, basically like a flirt, right, or someone who's not serious, or someone who. It won't be won't be honorable, right? Um, a lot of some gender politics there, I guess. I guess if I if I strain myself a little bit more, you probably should expect that of me. I could probably squeeze out a little bit more analysis, but I don't want to. I don't want to squeeze Henry James too much. It's you know, I just don't dig him enough, maybe to 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 really you know squeeze out all that that knowledge. I'm just trying to have. A little bit of fun introducing myself to him. Maybe as I know more about Henry James, uh, if I when if and when I explore future volumes of his, maybe I'll be able to uh, play a lot. You know, maybe say a little bit more about him. But you know, there's certainly a lot of gender politics in all of these books, and that's a reoccurring theme: is like opportunities for women and the impression of women, and and you know how women. Are perceived by men that's, that's certainly a big part of the story so that's something i could squeeze but i don't really want to anyways this is what happens he gets invited over to, to germany to baden baden um so he goes there and the 
he meets these other characters. So he meets these uh, Miss Miss Vivian, Miss Angela Vivian, and his mother. Recognizes them from Sienna, but he kind of keeps it under wraps. He doesn't let them know that he's met them already. Um, I think that's a sign he's already sort of has the hots for Angela Vivian. But he's a good friend, and he does what uh, his his friend wants him to do. We also are introduced to uh, Blanche Evers, who's really a fun character. I just loved listening to her. You know her. Her long rants, you know, it's it's the kind of girl who talks and doesn't know when to stop and doesn't know she's kind of overstayed her welcome in her conversation and, uh, you know, asking questions, then moving on in the next sentence to some other issue and and uh, just kind of dominating things, but in kind of a feather brain way. I think that at one point they even call her feather brain in the in the story. She's a lot of fun, but Bernard hides that he knows this this girl, Vivian. Um, now, so we get Gordon's kind of rant about how much pain he's in, how much love he's in, and how his, his, his you know, he, he can't handle life with this feeling of love, but this kind of anxiety about who this Mrs. Angela Vivian is. He's kind of telling this all to his friend. Um, and he tells the story of Angela Vivian, who's also sort of wandering Europe. She, she is kind of like, she has that in common with Bernard. Is that they're both kind of wandering around Europe. Actually, uh, Vivian kind of reminds me a little bit of the, who's that woman in uh, Roderick Hudson? I'm going to forget her name. Uh, not Garland. Mrs. Light. Ms. Light in uh, Roderick Hudson, right? She was also wandering around with her mother. Right. And, you know, kind of the focus of their life was somewhat upper mobility or finding a good match. But again, money is not as as much of a theme in this book as it is in some of his others. It's just kind of not that it shouldn't be. It's just something I think Henry James didn't want to really play with in this particular book. Um, So. uh, Really, a lot of playful chapters here of, of these encounters between friends. Uh, we, we get to meet a little, we meet quite a lot about uh, Angela and Gordon's relationship. It's very playful uh, as they talk about their previous meetings and things like that. Um, you know, and uh, he's trying to, uh, Bernard's trying to figure out about his, about her, her feelings for Gordon. He's trying to tease that out because he's trying to be a good, he's like a wingman. That's that's the word I'm looking for. He's basically functioning like a wingman for for Gordon in the early part of the novel. Um, but but the problem is Mrs. Vivian. Mrs. Vivian. I think there's even a proposal at some point here, but it's not rejected because Mrs. Vivian does not like Gordon. She just doesn't trust him very much. Um, no, sorry, it's like Miss Vivian at the end of the day doesn't really love Gordon as much. Mrs. Vivian, the mother, is the one who wants her to marry Gordon. Kind of. Their money's probably got a bit of a role to play there. Um, we get some of the, some other side characters like this Mr. Uh, Lovelock, who's a bit of a rake, a gambler. He's at one point he, he blows a bunch of, of money that he borrows from, from Bernard. So he's kind of a fun little side character that, that James develops. He's not central to the plot, but he's just another one of these kind of characters that, that we run into in our tours of, of Europe. I guess I got, I got a bit of a concern, though. Like, if I could keep reading the other, whatever, 15 novels by Henry James, is this what I'm going to get? Is it always going to be some guy tramping around Europe? 
and then fallen in love. Is that all it is? Anyone who's read them? No? Do I get anything else? I don't know. It's, I, I like this period of writing. I like the I like the Mark Twain and the later stuff, like the Frank Norris, of course. Uh, love Jack London. Um, you know, I even like uh, Howells and people like that. But I don't know. Like, there's just still something that that I can't quite appreciate fully, Henry James. And I think it's there's a bit of rep- repetition in these novels. It's just like let's go over to Europe, meet these people, meet a girl. You know, have a have a have a meet cute, and then fall in love. Blah 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 blah. blah. I mean, the Americans was obviously the most dramatic of these five, in raising this formula to something really really epic. Um, anyways, I'm off topic. So after this first this introduction, uh, Gordon goes off to England. He's like visiting family, and Bernard stays behind. And Gordon's like, "You got to keep your eyes on Mrs. Mrs. Viv- Miss Vivian." Check for her and report back to me. Um, basically, study her, find out if she's a coquette. Um, and he does it. He's, again, being a kind of a good wingman for him. Um, and, you know, Bernard sees the conflict between Angela and Mrs. Vivian. Uh, he also sees that Angela's kind of maybe hiding something in terms of her feelings. And, of course, what's not spoken here is this whole previous encounter between Bernard and Ms. Vivian. And, and as we find out later in the novel, this certainly is, is actually a rather big deal. Um, so Bernard sort of thinks, yeah, um, anyways, he's a bit suspicious of her. Um, and he does keep an eye on her. In fact, Angela at one point, he's about to leave and Angela's like, no, no, stay in bottom, bottom. And that itself is kind of, I mean, this is why he kind of ends up reporting that she is a bit, there's something going on here. And, and that's not clear to me whether he's trying to sabotage the relationship because he, he's where he loves her. He's clearly not aware because there's a moment later in the novel where he wakes up and he's like, oh, I've always been in love with this Angela Vivian. I just figured it out. Um, but So maybe he's subtly sabotaging it, but it does seem that Angela is not 100% into, into Gordon. So Gordon eventually returns from England and then Bernard tells him that Angela, he's kind of subtle about it. He doesn't say she's, she's a coquette directly. He just says, she's not, but, you know, ultimately she may have other intentions, primarily money, which is something that kind of Mrs. Angela already sort of confessed. We already sort of got this from Mrs. Angela. And he messes up this relationship. Um, so he basically does sabotage this relationship between his friend and his, this girl. Uh, and Gordon leaves Baden-Baden, kind of exit stage left. Um, Bernard is left alone and, you know, just does his own thing, the thing he's been doing. He ends up loaning money to this Captain Lovelock, as I suggested before, and he wastes all the money gambling, but I guess he has enough money. So Again, money's not the focus of this the way it is in some of these other novels. It's just, it's just a tool. And then Bernard finally leaves, you know, bottom, bottom, and he decides to travel the world. And we get this nice little episode where he, he kind of goes to China. And, and that's the place. That's like the most exotic place you go at this time, right? The farthest away from Europe and America. He goes to China to, to tour that, and he comes back with stories. I wish this was something that Henry James had developed a little bit more. 
to be honest. I'm I'm in China. I'm interested in China. I'm interested in China in this period of history, actually, and the American encounter with China. It's just we're not going to get much from this. Like if you were to write a book about literary representations of China in in um, American literature, I mean Henry James mentioned China a few times, but it's always just it's in a backdrop. It's a place to go that's that shows off the wanderlust of the characters, I guess. Um, so I think this is a good break because it's about halfway through the novel. It's about a hundred pages that I just covered here pretty quickly. And it's also, uh, there's a two-year break in the narrative in which he comes back and he goes to New York and we kind of pick up with the second half of the story. Um, so I guess I'll do that next time. So in the next episode, I'll wrap up this whole series on, on Henry James and I'll wrap up my thoughts on, on Confidence. Um, a fun novel. I think it's, it's, it's worth it to check out, but again, not on the top of your list. Still American. The American holds that place of these four no- five novels as the one I recommend the most. But I don't disrecommend this one. I'm not saying stay away from it. it it's, it's fun. It's actually, it's, I laugh the most in this book of, of any of them, to be honest. So, that's it. Quick episode. The next episode, I'll finish up. Uh, so, uh, if you have your own thoughts about confidence, if you read it, wow. Um, kind of surprised. Um, and let me know what you think. Send me an email at 100pagescast at gmail.com um, or leave a comment. Just put a review on iTunes. Uh, if you're a Henry James scholar there and you want to rip me a new one for all the glaring errors, I welcome your wrath. Although I presume you don't care too much about me. But if you're out there, I want to learn from you. I want to know what makes Henry James tick, so I will gladly listen. So uh, that's going to be it for now. So uh, see you next time. Thanks for listening. Like love overcoming strife, it seemed the harmonious echo from our discordant love.